Welcome back to the Connecting Minds podcast. Today we have a returning guest, Ryan Miniti. He was on the show a, a month ago or so, or two by the time this gets posted out. Ryan, thanks for coming back on, man. Yeah, absolutely, Christian. I'm happy to be here and that we get to shoot the shit a little bit more. Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. Let's talk. Let's just, let's go. Uh, we, we never, because we had John on the other show, so we wanted to discuss uh, more Live Free Now Academy and all that, all the good stuff you're working on there. But let's let's talk more about you to begin with. So uh, let's unpack your um, your awakening journey a little bit more. I'm sure plenty of people missed that. So we, let's start there and see where that takes us. Okay, yeah. Um, I really started waking up maybe like when I when I first went to community college. So I, I got recruited to college out of foot uh, for football and it was one of the top D3 schools. So like I was I was like all conference, all area defensive tackle, but the only thing was that I was 5'10". So I didn't have the the height to, you know, play D1 or D2. The only D1 offer that I got, it was D1 AA. It was the University of San Diego, and they wanted me to play fullback. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have the height to to go D1. I mean, I was good and everything. I was strong. I, I just didn't have the height. So um, I went to North Central in Naperville, and uh, my parents – were like cheap asses at the time. And they're like, no, dude, like you gotta, you gotta stay at home. North central is only 25 minutes away. You can just commute. Well, I missed out on like all of the, the bonding that you do with your teammates, like living in the, in the same dorms on the same level, you know, all the hijinks and stuff that go along with that. Like I totally missed out on that experience. So then, um, I, I broke my ankle in the weight room, me and this one coach, like the weight room coach, the strength and conditioning coach. He was just a total dick. He was also the punters coach and he was like fat and out of shape. And so I didn't understand why he was the strength and conditioning coach. I guess that just happens with like D3 programs, <laughs> um, but not, you wouldn't think for like North central, North central is like a perennial, like playoff D3 school. You think they have something better going on, but at the time that's how it was. And so I was, I was doing two 50 pound chains on my neck doing step ups. And when I stepped down, I just like hit the side of my ankle and just like broke the shit out of my ankle. Oh, bro. And then, um, and then, so I had like six weeks recovery time and I was just itching to get back on the field because I was killing it. Like I was, I was showing out. And so I'm like, shit, I might get playing time as a freshman. And, uh, so then after six weeks, I get back on the field and the very first rep that I, that I do, I just break the same ankle again. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it was, dude, it was, it was taped to the nines. I mean, the trainers must've wrapped like six rolls of tape around that ankle. And it's very first rep. I start, they put me at DN for whatever reason. So I, I'm out at DN and I start rushing the quarterback and like I had, my famous move at the time was like fake, you know, you fake inside, go back outside kind of thing. So I fake inside and plant and just break the ankle oh. all over again. I'm like, fuck oh. this. And they're like, Dude. honestly, if you keep playing, like you're gonna, you're gonna just make your ankle like a total nightmare for the rest of your life. And so I was just like, okay, I'm done. I just left and like never even said a word to the coaches or anything. 
like I said, I didn't really feel the brother, the bond that people were making that they were all living there and stuff like that. So I just kind of just left one day. And then I decided that I was going to go to community college and um, I was never great at school, but I actually started trying and I made Dean's list both times. So I'm like, all right, I'm not stupid. I just didn't give a shit. And then, but one thing that I, that I loved, I took intro to philosophy and I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, I love like expanding my mind to these hypothetical scenarios and learning about all of these, you know, famous thought experiments and stuff like that. And then I took intro to ethics and then I took history of philosophy. And so I just really, really went down the philosophical road. And then I used to get in debates with my philosophy professor, he loved me because I was always like debating everyone. And uh, I I was a devout Catholic, but then through philosophy, I started questioning the existence of God. And I had concluded that God didn't exist. And I was like debating him who was still a Christian. I'm like, come on, you know all this stuff. Like, how are you still a Christian? And we would, we would go back and forth. And so it really started with that was like the whole questioning God thing, which now I don't. Now I've I've come around because of near-death experience research. Oh, I wow. had Alex Securis oh, yeah. on my podcast from Skeptico, and he is awesome. And he has all of the top like PhDs, and he had Dr. Raymond Moody, Dr. Jeffrey Lawn, like all of these guys who are super well-versed in near-death experience research. And it shows without a shadow of a doubt that there is an afterlife. So like I, I've, you know, fallen away from God and come back. I, I don't have a, I'm not Christian or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I definitely accept the fact that there's an afterlife and, you know, we're spiritual beings and everything like that. But yes. that's really what got me started down the road. And then I've always been big into health and wellness. And right around the same time, you know, I was going to the gym a lot because I wasn't in football anymore. So I was just hitting the gym, trying to stay in shape, lose some weight. I was like, I was 5'10", 260 pounds. I mean, Whoa. so like, <laughs> I was a big old boy. Like, I could what are you squat. now? Sorry? What are you now? Now I'm 194 as of this morning. Jesus. So that, whoa, dude. Yeah. So about like 66 pounds heavier um, on a 5'10 frame. I mean, yeah, like I was, I was definitely the wrecking ball that you're probably imagining. <laughs> But I mean, I was squatting like 450, benching 315. I mean, in high school, I was strong as shit. But yeah, I was definitely fat as shit as well. Dude, that's incredible. So yeah, and then I, I started uh, I started questioning right around the time that I was studying philosophy. I started like looking more into nutrition because I was just trying to dial it in, make myself health- healthier, lose some weight. And then I started listening to some podcasts like Ben Greenfield and uh, uh, who's my guy? Chris Cresser, Chris Cresser. Yeah. I, I listened to Chris Cresser, Rhonda Patrick, like all of those kinds of people. And, uh, I just started figuring out about the Flexner report and how the government, uh, the, the food pyramid and how it made people obese and stuff like that. And it, like basically all of the government health advice just led us in the complete wrong direction. And it wasn't just that they weren't just wrong, but they were intentionally covering it up. So I'm just like, wait, what the hell? Like I was never 
a conspiratorial guy. I think I had watched a 9-11 doc once and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck happened there? But then like kind of stopped questioning everything altogether. But then this brought me back to it. And I was just like, whoa, this is this is crazy. And then so I was listening to Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo comes on and he's talking about flat earth. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I don't know about flat earth, but I like I like listening to conspiracies. Like this is fun. It's like a thought experiment yeah. kind of thing, like with philosophy. So then Eddie Bravo on the Joe Rogan podcast, he's like, yeah, I go on uh, tinfoil hat all the time with Sam Tripoli. So I started listening to that. And the very first episode is Monica Perez and Brad Binkley. And they're talking about Laura Gaylor Silsby and how she trafficked like 33 children. I fr- what, what's the what's the island? I'm totally blanking now. The Epstein Island? No, or, not Epstein Island. It was, they had just had a really bad tsunami. Oh, um, Haiti? Haiti? I'm totally blanking now, but it, like as soon as it came up, Haiti. Hey, did I say Tahiti? What the oh, Haiti. <laughs> yeah. How long Haiti. 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 So Laura Gaylor Silsby trafficked 33 children or was trying to traffic 33 children before she was caught by the Haitian authorities. And uh, uh, Bill Clinton had to end up bailing her out. I was like, whoa, 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 what the hell? And then I start looking in deeper from there, and it just kept leading me down more and more rabbit holes until I finally got to the vaccine thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, even back then, dude, I almost feel like back then it was worse to be an anti-vaxxer. Being an anti-vaxxer was tantamount to being like a Holocaust denier. I mean, you are just... When you say back then, how many years ago are we talking? 2018. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, 2018, it was still like, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're just a, a completely schizophrenic, like schizoid, yeah. all, all of the rest of the things. I remember telling my cousin he was having a baby at the time. And so, <laughs> as I want to do at Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve party where the nice. whole family gets together, I was like, hey, like man, me. no, you just had a baby. You might want to look into like the vaccine schedule and its effects on not not only autism, but you know all of these various psychological disorders that are, that are happening with kids nowadays: ADD, ADHD. Because I know that there was that famous experiment that was done by Dr. James Lyons Wheeler and who was the other gentleman, where they had like 500 kids who were vaccinated, 500 kids who were unvaccinated, and they found that not a single unvaccinated child had like ADHD or ADD, but then like 60% of the vaccinated kids had one of the two. It was pretty crazy. So I I was just telling my cousin about this. I'm like, you might want to look into it in case your kid, he's like, my cousin's an anti-vaxxer? Oh my God. And I was like, well, bro, I just looked into it and I think that there's a lot of weird shit going on over there. So yeah, so that's basically how it started and then it just snowballed into this whole thing. I'll tell you one thing that I I like to say to people that are, you an anti-vaxxer, dude? Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you, like there is no doctor or PhD or parent that has looked into the vaccines thing and then continue to be pro vaccines. Right. Not one, unless they're like completely like medically like not well, as in like they 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 may be what what's what's politically correct term for retarded now? I'm just I'm blanking here. Not, oh. 
mentally challenged, learning dis right. learningly disabled, learningly or disabled. mental, as they say in uh, the UK. Fucking crazy, dude! Not one sane person with a, like a like a functioning brain and psyche that looks into like even like sometimes a hundred pages of a, of a book will be enough to see. And then how many people, dude? How many people? Parents in their thirties, forties, they start telling, "Oh yeah, these these pharma companies—they're just uh, profiteering off us, the disease business, this and that." And then they're fully, fully boosted. Their kids are are, are all fully, you know, vaccinated. It's like, wait, though they're they're doing all this criminal activity in the name of profit and possibly even some worse stuff, but somehow they're really good about the vaccines because otherwise we'll all be dying of cholera or whatever, they were, you know, tetanus or I don't even know what else. Right. Measles, mumps, rubella, etc. You know what I mean? Like what, where, what sort of mental gymnastics are going on in the head of a person like that? I, I wonder sometimes. I really think it, it is just like straight up brainwashing. I mean, people, my friends, I mean, I have plenty of liberal, liberal friends. Um, not saying that I'm conservative. I'm, mainly anarchist um nice. is my like political philosophy yeah, of course. but uh i i really do think it's mass mind control where you know people are just being told exactly on the news and then you ask them it's like oh you're just you're just you know regurgitating whatever you saw on cnn it's like oh i don't watch cnn but it's like the cnn implanted narrative that's filtered through all of these forms of media yeah. that they digest wholesale and then they're yeah. told because in the same messaging that says the vaccine is safe and effective is also the opposite of anybody who's questioning the vaccine is crazy and you should not believe them and here's yeah. why and so then they give you all of these regurgitated things about VARES, like, oh, VARES, nobody trusts VARES. <laughs> so like, what? We trusted VARES all of these years, but now all of a sudden we don't trust VARES at all. <laughs> and they're saying like, oh, VARES is wildly overreported. What? We've Dude. known for years that VARES is totally underreported. That it it's takes like, so what? much time to enter all that data. What, like maybe yep. one, in, one in 20, one in 100 doctors are actually doing all of that work. They have yeah. to do it so they're not getting paid when they're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely insane. So, I mean, people are just giving these ridiculous, ludicrous talking points that they've never even looked into. And then they just regurgitate it as if, you know, they're informed because they heard it on NPR or something like that. Um, I was actually just watching this this interview with Derek Bros. He He posted it on his Telegram channel recently. I can't remember the news outlet, but their disinformation, their misinformation expert, NBC, it's NBC's misinformation expert. She interviewed Derek about uh, what's going on in Utah right now and the ritual child abuse and, and stuff like that. And so she was just talking about McMartin preschool and some of these cases from the eighties, the Memphis three. And she's like, well, that was satanic panic. Like we all know that it's like, wait, 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 no, we don't all know that. Like the McMartin preschool case, we know that at the time the FBI said that it was satanic pan panic and that it was all bullshit, but they later admitted that there were underground tunnels under the school. And like the first child that they taught, that they brought out of, what what kickstarted McMartin the entire the the whole thing was this little boy who came home and he was bleeding through his pants. 
uh, on his right. on his bottom. And then they, he was taken to three different doctors. Every single doctor was like, "This is this is a hundred percent slam dunk. Like this this child was abused." Jeez. It, there, there was no question in their minds. Three different doctors, three separate doctors, three different opinions. They all gave the exact same conclusion. That's what kicked off McMartin Preschool. So that kid came home from preschool and they knew straight away that he was abused. Then the FBI investigated it, covered a bunch of stuff up, and then later admitted, as they're one to do, like the Gulf of Tonkin, like all of these other things that they've later admitted to, they cover it up at first. And then later on, they admit, oh, yeah, it was all true. Like, you got us kind of thing. Like, they, they've done the same thing with COVID. But the, the point that I was making is that this misinformation expert just swallowed wholesale because she's heard it reiterated so many different times that it was satanic panic. Nothing happened at McMartin Preschool, even though there were underground tunnels, even though there was a, a satanic altar like in the underground tunnels, even though this kid was diagnosed by three different doctors as being abused. It was just satanic panic. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any crazier than that, in my opinion. And it, it, it really just shows the brainwashing that NBC and NPR, CNN and all of the other three letters, same with the Fox News crowd. I'm not going to let them go either. They're all under the same kind of brainwashing, whether it's from the right or the left, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, like, it's so easy to just say it was this, it was that. And not, people don't want to don't want to hear the gory details it's pretty damn disturbing i can i can see but uh yeah a lot of those people in those places i, I don't even know are they ignorant or they're just they get they're getting paid enough it's a cushy job so you just you don't rock the boat dude like it's it's like all of these doctors with this covid nonsense right a lot of these doctors know that these vaccines harm like a lot of pediatricians they know they know how many parents actually are coming back to them and they're like, oh, my, my kid this, my kid that. Now, oh, neurological delays and stuff. And these doctors, dude, know what, why else are the suicide rates of doctors the highest of any profession? It's not because of the long hours. A lot of people work long hours, a lot of entrepreneurs and this and that. And when, the, when you're making a positive difference in the world, you, you know what I mean? You you swallow it and then you keep working and you're happy and you're fulfilled at least. But it's the same reason why why cops and in the military they also have very high suicide rates because you were working towards an agenda you were not aware of, and now your paycheck depends on you continuing to ignore it while you're harming innocent people. And I think that it, of course that's gonna if, unless you're a psychopath. That is gonna lead you to want to take your life, or or something, or go get medicated by one of your your fellow uh, drug pushers. Right, and uh, you know, especially in our space, you know, you mentioned the police just doing their job. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. You know, I went from being like on the right, like supporting Trump, and you know, being a total bootlicker uh, cop lover. But then once you understand, like what police are really doing, enforcing laws that they don't believe in. And, you know, I get a ton of pushback on this, especially like being in the freedom community, because a lot of people are on the right. A lot of people are conservative minded, or they have a dad that's in the force or something like that. But I mean, during COVID lockdowns and stuff like that, who, what, who were kicking people out of stores for not wearing masks? 
yeah, I mean, some store employees tried, but usually they would call the cops and the cops would remove you who were issuing citations for not wearing masks or doing things that were anti the COVID lockdowns. That was the cops. They were just doing their job. I mean, if you look at it, they're enforcing laws that they don't believe in. I mean, I got told by several cops because, you know, I was one of those guys that wouldn't wear a mask or something. It's like, hey, man, you know, I don't agree you with it. But you that know, beautiful it is the face way, behind a mask. It is. You cannot put that beautiful chiseled jaw behind a mask. That's bullshit. <laughs> right, that is bullshit. Right. <laughs> Unacceptable. But and going to to what we were originally talking about is uh, you know all these experts they like this NBC misinformation expert that believes in uh, you know it was just all satanic panic. Monica Perez, quote, she made up this phrase and it's hot propaganda. So it's like propaganda for the educated individual, for people who are college educated, people who have their masters, people who have their PhDs. It's propaganda specifically engineered to convince those people. So Alex Akiris of Skeptico, my, maybe my favorite podcast of all time. Really? He had on this MIT PhD professor who was convinced because of the scientific literature that masks were absolutely essential and stopped the spread of disease. So Alex is like, hey, man, I'm a PhD. Come on my podcast. He has PhDs on all the time, by the way. So he can like throw his weight around with a lot of very educated individuals. And so this guy comes on, MIT PhD, and he's like, all right, here's all my studies. So like before they even do the thing, they, they swap studies. Like, here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm looking at. So then they go on the podcast and every single study that this PhD from MIT referenced was had a st statistically insignificant result. And Alex showed him that. He's like, hey, man, the p-value on this is statistically insignificant. He's Whoa. like, you should know that. And so this guy that was educated, that was telling all of these people and people, you know, the authority bias, the authority fallacy they're like, oh, he's an MIT PhD. He's saying he's Must reviewed right. all of these papers and literature. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Meanwhile, Alex, who's an educated individual, has a PhD himself. He knows about p-values and statistically significant results. He's like, hey, man, those aren't statistically significant at all. And as a matter of fact, they actually show more of my case than yours. And it was a complete slam dunk interview. I've never seen an ass whooping that bad or heard one because I just listened to it. <laughs> you got to send me this one. You got to send me this one. Oh, I yeah, I definitely will. What's the guy? Yeah, what's the guy's name that got interviewed? Sorry? On, what was the guy's name that got interviewed on Alex's podcast? Uh, I want to say his first name is Dan, but I can't remember his last okay. name. I'm going to have to, to yeah, this... look in Alex's archives and send it over. Yeah, I think it I, sounds, I... Like, a, sounds like a bloodbath. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was awesome. I, even, I sent it to my girlfriend at the time, and she was just like, holy shit. Because <laughs> Alex just destroyed this guy. I mean, he took no prisoner took no prisoners. Whoa. And I had Alex on my show and I was debating him about whether viruses existed or not. Yeah. So, cause like I, I got really big into that. I read like five different books and just like studied, studied, studied. I was, I was just doing a ton of research into it. And so me and Alex started getting into it and he's like, Ryan, viruses are absolutely real because Is he a virus cuck. 
what? He's a virus he cuck. <laughs> he, dude, he he hates that people like are questioning viruses. Well, and he the example that he gave to me. Well, there's two different ones. He's like, dude, there's six different guys that have isolated the COVID virus. He's like, you're going to call them all shills. They're all like misinformation. They're all just like towing the government line. I was like, I'm not saying that, but maybe like viruses are something that uh, they've been they've been misdiagnosed. Right. So there's the whole uh, exosome theory that that uh, exosomes are actually um, what people thought were viruses. And instead of like the, the chicken and the egg thing where, you know, you see this infection and then you see all of these viruses around it. Maybe it's not the viruses causing the infection, but maybe it's the exosomes trying to quell the infection. And that's why they're all pooling in that specific area. Um, so maybe it's just been misdiagnosed like that. But Alex gave me the example of uh, the polio vaccine and how one of the guys who was chiefly responsible for promoting it, he brought both of his grandchildren on stage. He's like, I'm going to prove to you right now that this vaccine is safe. And he gave it to both of his grandkids. One died like that night and another one got like severe polio and was never the same. And so it was just, he's like, he injected. So Alex says he injected a virus into them and the virus wreaked havoc. I'm like, he injected poison into them and the poison fucked them up that's that's where i'm coming from and so i haven't done the exact etymology myself but apparently virus means poison in uh in latin or something like that. that so yeah who knows man i mean i think it's just poisons that are responsible for us getting sick i mean that's why i've, I've got a whole course 13 hours long on all about detoxing detoxifying your body and protecting yourself and reducing toxic exposures i strongly believe this is one of the biggest causes of disease it's it's just you don't even need to be really smart and you you do a bit of research it's it's so evident it's disease uh it's it's toxic exposure of various kinds it's poor nutrition the two couple together amplify each other and then you put a, an unprecedented level of stress, like in the modern society that we have, and that just will push anybody over the edge. What really, <clears throat> what really matters is how lucky you are in terms of how well you've eaten or are eating. Maybe you're you're smart enough or lucky enough to know you need to supplement your diet and you need to, you know, learn these stress reduction strategies because all of what what is being pushed even to be honest i stopped listening to ben greenfield a while ago i like i like his stuff personally i think it's too advanced for the regular person that's not even doing basic stuff dude right right food and water uh, uh, you know what i mean so but what i i don't really like is a lot of these Big influencers are influ- like Gary Vayner. I'm not saying I don't like them. I like them as people and they're really awesome and inspirational. But what they're influencing is this culture of hustle. Go get it. Go get it. Uh, you know, burn the candle with both ends. You know, you're going to wake up 4 a.m. intermittent fast. Drink your bulletproof coffee. Cold plunge. You know, go go do a, a fasted run. 
into the uh, swimming to the cold ice cold river all this shit and da, 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 da. and then at the end of the day you it's fine when you're 25 or 30 when you you still don't feel the stress and you actually run on the stress it, it's giving you a buzz that's why people are adrenaline junkies adrenaline cortisol these give you that buzz and you think it's all good this uh endurance running cr crossfit and then you're 35 40 you wonder why you can't conceive or you know or why you have low libido or why it's everything is getting harder you can't think you have brain fog and then you go to the doctor and then he tells you oh look that's what happens when you get old and if he tells you that maybe you got lucky because if he thought there's something wrong with you and he started treating you he will probably make you a whole lot worse <laughs> mm. Well, what about that's that's really interesting. I've uh, I really got um, influenced by the cold plunge thing. I was doing like cold plunges every day for like two months, and uh, recently, Mike Mutzel, who I'm a really big fan of, high intensity health, he had on a guy talking about how if you do cold exposure before a workout, you actually substantially increase your testosterone. So right. are you saying that all of these various uh, modalities that are be in being introduced as biohacking tools are actually like negatively impacting our health in the long term? That's precisely what I'm saying. I'll tell you <clears throat> what well, there's a, I have a neighbor here. We, we started, we became friends recently and I see him running every evening and then, uh, we talked about, he told me he was uh, 40 kilograms heavier, which is about 90 pounds, very substantial weight loss he achieved. And uh, he told me how what he does. So, you know, one meal a day and then fasted running, coffee all day, working really hard. And I told him, dude, you're 30. Okay, he's 31. He's like, I don't feel it. I'm telling you, you're stressing your body. He's like, I don't feel it. I'm like, dude, when I was 30, I was training for a Thai boxing fight had a full-time job. I was drinking with the after training with the coach and the other fighters. We were going partying, smoking cigarettes, doing stupid things. I was on a vegan diet, drinking soy protein shakes of all things. You know, I you could do so many stupid things when you're like 25, 30, up to 35, maybe even. But these things, they what they what they do is they dip into your what I like to call the vital reserve. You can call it whatever else. You can call it the adaptive energy, right? So you have this, let's say, reservoir of energy that you use to adapt to stressors. So one stressor may be good, let's say exercise. But if you start doing, let's say, exercise, that let's say you're doing CrossFit, that's already a big stressor. Now, if you add to that low carb, you're stressing your body more. If you start doing cold plunges, you're doing more. Now, if you have an intellectual job and you're using your brain a lot, which is the most energy-hungry organ in that we know of in the known universe, the most sophisticated machine. So if you're actually doing a lot of mental labor, you're an athlete in many ways, or at least you, sh you should be taking care of yourself as an athlete. So if you've got these multiple things and then you do fasting because fasting upregulates autophagy or whatever soundbite we've been told, which again, there's when, when they dig deeper into uh, at first, it's like, oh, this upregulates uh, such and such gene. You know, resveratrol upregulates sirtuins longevity. And then they did some trials with resveratrol and I think some people died because it's a highly estrogenic phytoestrogen, right? So there's always 
there's always deeper layers to the story. So with fasting, yeah, dude, you can do these things. They can be therapeutic, but um, we are doing too much thinking it's the culture. It's a disease sick culture. And we think more, more is always better when we should actually be thinking at least where I'm at, I'll be 40 quite soon in a couple of years. I'm thinking, what are ways to de-stress my day? So I have more life in my ears and more years in my life because this stress is a killer when you actually when you look deeply into it all of these diseases they have very similar characteristics even like diabetes cancer obesity a bunch of these diseases they have very similar similar characteristics as you would have doing fasting or keto right right in terms of bi- bi- biology and biochemistry that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I'm, huh, because, you know, I, I'm uh, really big into a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. You know, I was thinking about getting a sauna and. Sauna's um, good. Sauna is good. You like sauna? Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, it's one of those things it's, it's good to do. But should we be doing it twice a day, every day for the rest of our days? I don't, I don't think so. But definitely a little bit. It, and it doesn't, again, it, we don't have to put ego in it. I, I actually use my red light and near-infrared light therapy lamp. I use that behind me or I face it. And then I have a, a, an infrared lamp, you know, those red bulbs that with the heat emitting. Dude, that's enough. To, even now it's September. It's enough to get me sweating in the morning. And a little bit of sweat in a parasympathetic state goes a long way. Actually, you probably detox much more than what you would uh, in the gym or doing exercise. So sauna's good. No shit. That's really yeah. interesting to to know. So what what do you think about the cold plunge before exercise increasing testosterone? So that that would seem like it it uh, is increasing libido. But do you think it, it's too taxing, too many stressors? The question is for how long, right? Oh. For how long is it doing that? If it's doing it for 24 hours, but then your testosterone is depressed in the net, it's probably not a good idea. If it's raising it for a week, maybe that's a good thing. But if you look at, I forget what was the study. Was it a fasting? A fairly short-term fast, I think it was. Not intermittent fasting, but like a, uh, maybe a four-day fast. They measured the biomarkers of stress, cortisol, all that good stuff, and um, uh, androgens, estrogens. So a month after that short fasting period, the the cortisol was still high, was higher than baseline. Mm. So, yeah, we have to understand, like, think about fasting and keto. What signal is the body being sent that we are not in a state of abundance so you are as much as you feel good you you are in a state of stress and the body will respond accordingly in order to because it's really good at survival it will do everything to protect itself and you 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 are one of course with the body but um it starts to down regulate higher functions including things like dude joy connectedness to spirit fertility even things like hair non-essential functions higher thought uh you know 
cognition at a high level. These things are some of the first things to get down-regulated when you're in a state of stress. And this is a state of stress. No, no matter what anybody tells you, if you look at the biomarkers and the, the things that are happening in a body that's fasting or in ketosis or even doing low-carb, they're in indicators that the body is in a stress or at least it's perceiving so. Because mm, I know that the argument would be, oh, I'm intermittent fasting and doing keto. So my body is just using ketones and burning fat for fuel is like what the the standard line would be. And I'm yeah. wondering what the line is between like hormesis, like a stress that makes you stronger or like actually you're starting to do harm now. It's just compiling too many stressors all at yeah. once. Exactly. That's the and thing. Doing That's them the repetitively. Thing. That's the thing about hormesis. We're talking, it's like when they say alcohol is a hormetic stressor. Well, how much alcohol do you need to get a hormetic response? <clears throat> it's something like a tablespoon or two tablespoons of of alcohol. It's very, very little amount. So definitely these things really add up. And we, we for, for whatever reason, we seem to think that, again, sitting here at a computer do engage in mental it? labor. It's Chris, it's uh, John. He hey. just got done with the webinar. Hey John. <laughs> is this a live buddy. podcast? It is a live podcast. Yeah, yeah. My biography of Elon Musk. Oh, oh the Musk cooking oh, fool. Oh, schnitzel. How are you? He is beautiful. How are you doing, bro? I'm good. Good. Staying busy? Yeah. Staying busy, yeah. I just started writing a new book this week. I was oh, telling nice. Ryan earlier, yeah. Oh, we got Send your you. copies of the book you sent. Thank you for that. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, cool. All right, I'll let uh, Ryan let, let, let right, to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we, we forget the fact that, or it's, it's easy to gloss over the fact that sitting at the computer here, doing mental labor, being on the phone, whether it's with clients, prospective clients, employees, vendors, these things, a lot of these activities, working on to, to deadlines, being in traffic, these things upregulate the stress hormones in very similar ways as if you're in the jungle getting chased around by a lion or whatever else. So we forget that that chronically elevated stress, it also opposes the more protective hormones like uh, androgens, like testosterone and, and all the others, progesterone, which is also important in men's health. And Dude, we forget these things. So we already have very stressful lifestyles. You know, you're looking at you're looking at the, the Joneses on social media, and you're like th those feelings, or like your ex girlfriend, and you see her with another guy or whatever. Like with uh, you're like stress and and uh, negative feelings. So the, this hormonal milieu in the body is very detrimental. It takes it takes a lot of adaptive energy to overcome this. And then if at the end of the day you know, you, you go for a workout to blow off some steam, you're adding on top of this bucket of stress and you just, it fills up and fills up. Again, when you're young, when we are young, we, we got a massive bucket and it's not full. But the older you get, drop by drop or, or cupful by cupful, that bucket is slowly getting filled up. And what I, the paradigm shift for me was, I want to, be metabolically healthy every single day and i might not be you know super ripped or super won't be able to sp I'm, i can sprint well uh maybe that's my probably my best thing i can do is i can sprint i can't lift a lot but metabolically i know that this is the way to longevity and then 
Uh, I can, I can in the summer maybe lose a couple of lbs back on a couple in the winter. But dude, I'm, I'm married. I have a kid. I, I don't, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have that kind of uh, young person's ego. Not that you have. I'm not saying that you have. But a lot of us, when we're young, we have this ego of, you know, how you, they say youth is wasted on the young. If I had known this stuff 20 years ago, I probably wouldn't have. I would not have aged as much as I have, for example. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, do you know Carnivore Aurelius? No. Okay, he's this. Uh, he's got a huge Instagram channel, and uh, you know, basically, he's uh, all about um, eating animal based, and, and but you know, a lot of honey and fruit and stuff like that, like Paul Saladino esque. Yeah, I love I love Paul. And he was he was talking about he was referencing this study where it was two groups of males and one group was doing intermittent fasting and the other group was just eating normally three, four or five meals a day. And the group that was doing intermittent fasting had substantially lower testosterone than the group that was just like eating maintenance or maybe even surplus calories because oh, yeah. I guess testosterone is just produced in a state of abundance rather than you know a state of scarcity as as you were just saying totally for example the more you eat the more likely it is you'll be eating fat saturated fat which is you know a source of can be a source of cholesterol uh, and the body will have more substrate and energy and you know glucose and and just calories to <clears throat> to to do more things let's say think about it this way let's say for for ease of the example, you need two thousand calories today, right? For for the optimal metabolic function, if you eat two thousand calories, you're you're sorted. If you eat twenty one hundred calories, now you're 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 gonna be storing fat. But if you eat nineteen hundred calories, what what happens? Well, it seems like the body <clears throat> is so intelligent that it will triage where the nutrients go so it won't uh you know use energy to rebuild something in your uh you know your collagen in your skin before it you know takes care of the brain the heart the organs you know kidneys liver spleen etc cetera, etc cetera. so the nice to haves take a back seat when you're teetering on subclinical deficiency of nutrients similar things happen so when you're teetering on this what the body compensates via other mechanisms. For example, if it needs, if there's a lot of toxins coming in, like we're most of us are exposed to quite a lot of things over the course of a day, even though they're minute, they're cumulative. So if it needs calcium for whatever reason, it will pull it out of the bone. Or zinc, it can break down muscle tissue to get the amino acids for the detoxification enzymes. And then that zinc that, that is there, it can be used for more vital functions, like in the immune system, for example. So you are slowly actually cannibalizing yourself. And when, when when you're stressed on top of this, the cortisol literally, it literally attaches to your tissues, soft and bone, and it literally causes them to break down so they can be turned into glucose because that's its role, to keep your blood sugar stable so you don't collapse and die or fall into a coma. So if we're at this kind of deficit, and, and this deficit can be achieved even by one nutrient being like quite deficient in the diet, you know, like if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, especially you don't get enough zinc and you don't supplement just zinc alone 
uh, or magnesium alone can start this process. And then other things, uh, you might have all the cofactors needed for a whole pipeline, but one, and that whole pipeline might might have to stop until that magnesium or whatever cofactor or coenzyme is is there. So it again, we shuttle things to the high priority areas, and then these. That's why 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 do some people age faster? Well, it's because they're they're not optimal in terms of stress reduction, toxin reduction, and supplying the nutrition required and the energy. And the body is triaging, 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 and their skin you know is taking a backseat maybe their hair is taking a backseat definitely their libido their fertility will take a backseat so i think it's when you break it down logically like that it makes a ton of sense right you know what i'm I'm, well and one thing to touch on that point is uh you know you see a lot of vegans and they have that that vegan look where it's like they're frail they're they're brittle they're abnormally thin their hair looks thin like yeah. I, I don't know. You, you see that a lot with vegans. I mean, Derek, um, who, Derek Bros. I mean, he he's vegan and he always looks great. So yeah. uh, you, you could never really even tell. But the, it's just other mm-hmm. vegans like, uh, you know, not to talk shit or anything. And I love yeah. Pam Popper. But, you know, see, sometimes I see Pam Popper and she's a huge like, oh, you got to eat uh, vegetable base and all, all this kind of stuff. Be vegan. Um, meat's not healthy, all these things, this study, that study. Um, her and China I disagree, but she has that look, that gaunt look where it's just like, bro, I don't think you're optimally like healthy. I think if you just ate a little bacon here and there, maybe a couple of cheeseburgers, you might be like completely optimal. Maybe vegetables have a role to play. I don't know. But for me, like I just, I just started introducing like uh, bell peppers and onions into my diet because you know right now i'm cutting and i'm working with a trainer and uh you know just trying to get lean so i'm cannibalizing myself right um and so i just i just wanted you to carnivore uh, mostly? You know, sorry you're mostly meat-based right yeah mostly meat-based Any I, milk? I eat meat and fruit basically like saladino recommends except i i don't do honey no milk um i i love there's a there's a farm in town they do raw goat's milk and oh. it's absolutely a phenomenal product and oh. also their cheese it's just too it's too many calories to like budget into the into the thing goat I'm, milk I'm eating is so 1900 fatty. a day at the moment you're on 1900 calories yeah are you serious bro <laughs> you must feel horrible why you I, should I'm, be on yeah, 3000 so calories I'm to cut, bro but i mean here's the thing is uh well hold on i'll finish the the onion thing oh, yeah. first. so i put bell peppers and onions back into my diet and i notice all of this like gut dysbiosis gas mm-hmm. bloating reten- water retention like all these things uh diarrhea like as soon as i add vegetables back into the mix now i know that onions are kind of like famous for that right Fold i mean up, yeah, yeah ben up. greenfield used to talk about it all the time um, that when he would like pile on onions into his, into his diet, he would have a lot of gas and bloating. Yeah. So I definitely noticed it right away. And so now I got to cut them right back out. I feel way better when I'm just eating meat and fruit, Yeah. but, but yeah. So I, I mean, I've been cutting for the last month and a half and I got another month and a half to go, but, what's uh, your body I've, fat roughly? Sorry. What's your body fat roughly? Or what are you shooting for, rather? 
Uh, I'd like to be 10%. Nice. But uh, right now, I, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. But I, I was 210. Now I'm 194. But the weird thing is that my strength is going up every single week, even though I've been eating in a deficit for the last month and a half. I mean, I do take in a lot of creatine. I do five grams of creatine. And then there's creatine in this drink that I drink. And it's got nice. glutamine and BCAAs, which I know the BCAAs aren't as good as uh, essential amino acids. Yeah. Um, ben Greenfield's talked about that at length mm. on his podcast. But it's also got, yeah, just glutamine, creatine, BCAAs. Um, so like all, all of the good things for recovery. Nice. And it doesn't have any artificial sweeteners. So I really like. Man, how do they how do they make it not taste like death? Yeah, BCAAs Dude, I don't know. It, it actually tastes phenomenal. And you look at the ingredients, nothing on there. They don't have any. Stevia, maybe? That's super uh, sweet. Yep, stevia. Yeah, that's probably it. Organic Reb A, which is organic. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So, and then everything is like organic. And I mean, it, it's just That's got a awesome. ton of vitamins and all of this really good stuff. And it's sour grape flavor. It tastes phenomenal. I really like It's called Fit Aid, is the brand. That's amazing. So I really I like their stuff. I also drink Jocko energy drinks before I go to the gym. It's only 95 milligrams of caffeine because I used to drink like the the Bane energy drink is like 300 millis. And then I started looking into the more caffeine that you have, the more it lowers zinc levels and the more susceptible you, susceptible you are to infections mm. and getting sick and stuff like that. So um, I definitely zinc? monitor my caffeine intake. I only do like maybe 140 milligrams a day. Keep it Because I think wow. it's when you start pushing that 400 milligram threshold is when you really start losing a ton of zinc. So I try is and it, keep it under 200, but uh, yeah, I, I totally do you take zinc? Do you, do you take zinc and other minerals? No, I don't. I, I, take, uh, I take a desiccated beef organ supplement and it's, you know, it's got the whole factor, like all of the, all of the beef organs. Nice, so um, I, I take that as my supplement for like my nutrient base. I'd like to incorporate more liver. It's just, it's just hard to stomach, bro. I mean, bro, I had liver before we started this call. I had a bunch of liver cooked up some for my wife, my kid, but definitely when I saw you today, you look, you look different. That must be because of your cut, bro. I was like, yeah, you, you definitely looked much more cut to me. Yeah, I think I was probably over 200 pounds the last time we talked, and now I'm 194. And I, I mean, like, I don't know, dude. I, I've i always been, like, the bigger guy. I told you I was 260. And so, like, I've always been bigger. I just want to be – I just want to have abs. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. But I know I know the trade-off, I, like, like we've been talking about. When you're that lean, like, testosterone production dips, all of that kind of stuff. But I just, I'd like to at least do okay. it. Okay. Listen, at some point in my life. Listen, after the call, hang on for a few minutes. I'm going to give you the cheat codes, bro. The cheat codes. Let's the go. The cheat codes, baby. Oh, yeah, the after. shortcuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're going to get them a few months before they get published. Perfect. All right, I'm in. Well, one, yeah. other, one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is uh, my girlfriend has horrible eczema. And mm -hmm. she did this eczema diet plan 
that you know was supposed to to help it seems it's like her symptoms have only gotten worse she gets it really bad on her hands like these oh these pustules on her hands and she just can't stop scratching and uh it, they won't go away. So, I mean, she, she eats really clean. She's only like 115 pounds, like five, seven, 115. She's like rail thin. She eats a really clean diet and mostly organic. So it's just hard to pinpoint like what exactly is going on there. We think it may be some kind of like childhood vaccine injury because she's been dealing with it all of her life. But well, since what age did she start dealing with it? Uh, I mean, I, I'd have to go back and ask or, her, but she you says know what? Actually, let, 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 yeah, let's maybe talk about that after as well, privately, because obviously we don't want to start. <laughs> your girlfriend might not want to <laughs> start telling all her details about her life here on, on, on the record. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just interesting because she tried improving her gut and all of that stuff, and it just it didn't seem to help. She does like a lot of – well, she was doing bone broth fasts and stuff like that, like trying to improve her gut microbiome. Bone and, broth fasts. Yeah. Uh, Bro, listen, if you want, we can arrange, I can send a, get a stool test kit sample sent to your address and she could just, you know, put a little sample in we can give it to the courier, send it off to the lab. It's a really good, I think it's the first FDA approved stool test. It's a really good one, a really good company I work with. And more often than not, it's going to be skin stuff, so even, even psoriasis. A lot of autoimmune stuff. It's it's gonna be some something in the gut that we're gonna most likely pinpoint a, a very significant, if not the significant, causal factor there, and we can then I can show you what to do. You know, so okay, yeah. All right, yeah. I, I just wanted to bring it up because I know you're yeah. uh, you're the expert on all all things gut. Yeah, bro. That th these things generally generally when we when we figure out what's going on in the gut the, after that it's it's fairly smooth sailing it just may take take a while because of course the immune system is involved so anything you add to uh, if the if the gut is somehow imbalanced let's say there's uh, increased intestinal permeability or certain gram negative bacteria that are producing these endotoxins or lipopolysaccharides if we can figure out what's up and kind of knock those numbers down and improve the ecology of the gut, we still then have to give the immune system time to to calm down, to downregulate antibody production and so on and so forth. That can take time and you have to do things in a pretty pristine way to get the, the fastest and best results, which is why I'm glad that what you already said about diet lifestyle seems to already be pretty dialed in. I'm I'm sure if you if your diet and lifestyle stuff is pretty dialed in. It's it's usually the partner is is usually in that ballpark. So that's that's always a promising promising thing. Right, right. I don't know what else should we bullshit about. Let's see. I had some notes. Don't 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 nobody say I don't prepare for these interviews, guys. <laughs> please. <laughs> Oh, I love I love doing this, bro. I I just really love this podcast. The people I've met, like yourself and and John, and just all the other people, are just amazing, amazing people. I feel so blessed. I it's not even anymore. It's not about. I'm not trying to be the next big podcast. I know all the, all the big 
the big dogs, they have their podcasts, they're going to have their tens of thousands or millions of listeners. And I'm not trying to compete with them. I'm doing this now for the love. It's not about the numbers. It's not about, I was joking with my wife when I, just as I was about to start this podcast, I had like maybe 10 guests lined up to interview, not launched yet. And I was like, I want to to one day get sponsors like that clear light sauna guys that, you know, the clear light saunas that no. Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey, they were all um, sponsoring those, all those big podcasts. Yeah. There's amazing Swedish made saunas that, um, you know, like these amazing units. But actually when, when we bought our apartment a couple of years ago, I budgeted and I got one of their lie down sauna units. It's, it was a couple of grand, but far infrared, really non-toxic materials. And I said, I said to myself, well, I got my sauna. I don't need like a massive sauna now. Uh, I don't need sponsors. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the sponsor. I'm just going to do this, connect with awesome people. And this, this is what I love, I love doing. Actually, you, you kind of already got, got me on the track. I wanted to talk about, you know, like your, your, um, you know, your training, your supplements. We kind of touched that a bit. What about blood work? Do you, have you done any blood work in recent months or years? So like being a conspiracy theorist, I'm, I'm super guarded about, uh, giving out my blood. I don't know. I know it's like some kind of schizophrenic thing mm. that I, I, I just don't know what's going to be done with it. Are they going to store <laughs> it? Is like the FDA or Moderna at some point going to have availability to that blood they're sample gonna, they're and drink they it. make a tailor uh, vaccine specific to like my, you know, my DNA. I mean, like, I, I just get so weirded out about that stuff. Like the, the place next door to us, they do uh, blood testing and they're like, Hey, we just got a new machine. If you guys want to come over, send your neighbors, you know, we'll give you, we'll do a free blood panel. I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, I'm not giving you my blood. What nothing are you do nothing is for free. Are you, <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you keeping it? Are you throwing it away? You're going to drink my blood? You're gonna drink my blood? <laughs> yeah. So no, I know. You're going to drink my blood, bro. It's absolutely something that I need to do because, I mean, like, in order to be truly healthy, you need to know your numbers, right? So, <clears throat> where do you stand on piss, right? Where do you, do you okay, you don't want to give away your blood. How would you feel about giving away your piss? It seems like an easier thing to get rid of, but I bet you're about to tell me that you can find as much information in piss as you can in blood. Well, um, I, I was listening to a podcast of the, the lab that I work with. We do this organic test, organic acids test. It's a urine test. <coughs> and the guy, they were doing um, a workshop for practitioners, mostly for doctors. But I, 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 got, I got there in Spain about four years ago. And he was presenting one of their top sort of doctors on the panel. Their trainer doctors was presenting about autism, latest findings of the lab. And... I, I, I spoke to the guy, great man. He was he used to work for the CDC and everything, like really smart guy. Could have been a Nobel Prize winner probably, and he had a chance. That's that caliber of guy. Anyway, so they're doing this organic acids test, test for a bunch of different markers. And I asked him, started asking him about the what we can find in the urine. He said, mm -hmm. we can detect hundreds of organic acids. It's about understanding the clinical validity. So, you, you know, you need to do research, you know, give somebody, let's say, B1 uh, or test, uh, test their B12 status. They pee before and after a B supplement. And, you know, if, if they're B deficient and this particular marker is high, 
it means they're B deficient. And then if you give them B12 and that marker lowers, it means that, you know, that verifies the validity of, of that particular organic acid. So it takes a lot of time, a lot of work, and people have to re get a, researchers have to get a hunch what could this be related to based on its molecular structure and so on. So, <clears throat> so far there's a lot of organic acids that this test, it's a simple at-home urine collection, can tell us. So the first page is all bacterial, fungal, and yeast markers. So you can see if you have candida, uh, you can see if you have certain Clostridia species like C. difficile. Uh, there's a few indicators that, that you you might have fungal exposure like Aspergillus mold. Uh, then you have B vitamin status. We can see glutathione slash antioxidant status. We can see mitochondrial uh, markers, so energy production, glycolytic, uh, psycho uh, production. We can see neurotransmitter metabolites, dopamine, serotonin, and a couple of other things. Neuroinflammation we can catch early. Well, I've actually caught that with some people. And actually, oftentimes, not, not oftentimes, every single time they had a gut problem. So if you have a gut problem, though, when the gut is broken down, let's say you have a gut insult, whether it's bacteria, inflammation, or toxins, when they break down the, the gut cells, those little proteins that hold together the gut cells, they actually, some of them also make up the blood-brain barrier. So if you have them circulating in the blood, the immune system creates autoantibodies, like an immune-type reaction. Then the immune system or, or those antibodies can actually uh, open up your blood-brain barrier. That's why leaky gut can leak, lead to leaky brain. I talk about that in my autism book, right? So we can catch neuroinflammation early with the quinolinic acid marker on that test. And then we, it's really, it's really like a, a red light or a red flag that we got to really ramp up the, the healing protocols, if you know what I mean. We can't, no more time to waste, right? So catching, it's about, this test is about evaluating the the, the, the metabolism from a, with a wide lens, catching things early. And look, if someone has a health problem, we always find something. I, and even the healthiest people, we always found find at least two things, at least a couple of things, always. So wow. that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's, you know, going back to Chris Kresser, he used to talk about that kind of stuff all the time, which is why I thought it was so fascinating. He used to always talk about, you know, the gut brain connection. And I was dating this girl back in like 2016, 2017, and she had horrible depression. Oh my God, it fucking sucked. Mm. Uh, I'm just like such a like an outgoing happy guy and yeah. then, like being with someone that's like totally depressed all the time I was just like yeah. Jesus Christ but uh what what I thought was really interesting and I was listening to Chris Crester at the time so I knew exactly what was going on she had horrible horrible IBS too mm -hmm. and so she had this really bad depression and this really bad IBS I'm like it's interconnected so yeah. I mean, Chris Kresser used to talk about that stuff all the time because he had he had to do a uh, what's it called a, a stool transplant I think oh fecal microbiota transplant there you go because he went to like India or something and he yeah he swam in this river and it was yeah. completely polluted there were there was a cow farm upstream and he had mm. no idea and so he was just swimming in like the contaminants uh, and the, the waste products of all of the cows and so he came back like fighting for his life like super super sick 
and he fixed his gut and got like the stool transplant and everything. And he was, he was way better. And so yeah. he just talks a lot about gut health and depression issues and anxiety being directly related to problems in the gut. Absolutely. Dude. I, just today I started working with somebody and um, he just, a few months ago, everything just went weird. He just, he had a, a th ate some bad food, three days sick. And then a week after that, massive fatigue doctors, you know what the doctors say? Oh, you're just getting old guys, barely in his freaking thirties, barely in his freaking thirties. And I told him what I told you earlier, you know, it's like, it's a good thing that to actually, sometimes it's a good thing for the doctor to say, look, you're just getting old. I can't help you or something like that and not make the problem worse. Because if they start sticking tubes up your butt or down your throat, endoscopy and all this other stuff, biopsies, you just never know, dude. You just never know. What, they start what, cutting what, things out, yeah. removing things and giving you different pills and potions. I mean, yeah, all of the yeah. allopathic bullshit that they do. I completely agree. Yeah. By the way, bro, I want to be respectful of your time. If, if, you if you need to go, you let me know. Otherwise, we can go for another few minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm down to keep going. Cool, because I my my we have the nanny in on today, so I have another, I have plenty of time, so we can do another ten minutes, fifteen minutes if you want. Okay, yep, sounds good with me. I feel like we can shoot the shit for literally for hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean I could keep going, especially like the health and wellness thing. I mean that was my first love before conspiracies. <laughs> so, um, but I definitely, I definitely acknowledge what you're talking about with like the Ben Greenfield types and stuff like that. Well, I think that he's amazing. I mean, like I already know like the foundational principles of health. You know, eat real food, eat organic food. You know, all, all of those kinds of things. But then Ben is just talking about sirtuins and telomeres and, you know, all yeah. this kind of stuff. You're just like, what the fuck does that even mean? So I could <laughs> see how, like, a newbie would just be completely lost listening to him or, or yeah. something like that. I think a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of practitioners are confused. I think we're all a little, we get confused at times. I'm Marcola. I'll tell you, you know, Joe Marcola, of course, Dr. Uh -huh. Marcola. He wrote a book, I think 2018 fat for fuel. He, and there, there was a big keto thing, right? Yeah. And man, the keto thing, I, I got onto the keto thing. My wife was on the keto thing. We were I measuring was on the keto ketones. thing. I put my mom on the yeah. keto thing. Yeah. We're measuring ketones, MCT oil, C8, caprylic acid, all that good stuff. And uh, Mercola, oh, maybe in 2020, I can't remember a book. Actually, a book. This is a Bulgarian guy also interviewed this researcher, George Dinkov. That he's very he's very technical. He really understands stuff, and basically, he he's kind of the one that convinced Mercola in many ways to to start eating more carbs, and. I, I believe he introduced him to Paul Saladino and Paul Saladino. I don't know if it's because of him, but he, or he was already introducing more honey and fruit, but this guy is all about, because he wrecked his health with the, with the keto and the endurance exercise. So I've been listening to him a lot. I, I kind of stumbled onto that whole scene. What's his name? George Dinkov. So I, I stumbled onto this George guy and because he was Bulgarian, uh, I just, you know, out of interest, I listened to, uh, he was on um, Paul Saladino's podcast three times. And I listened to all three episodes, maybe three times each. 
and they weren't short episodes. And it's like this motherfucker knows shit. You know what I mean? He wow. knows stuff. So I started listening to him on other podcasts and um, uh, following him on a forum and reading some of his stuff on his blog. And this guy, dude, like I believe he he being exposed to this knowledge and another guy called Ray Pete, who whom he's yeah, kind of like yeah, a, yeah. Well, you've heard of him. This really filled in a lot of gaps for me that something I feel like was missing. Because even I, like earlier this year, I was doing more kind of low carbing and then I was doing intellectual labor and then I'm like, something is missing. I'm taking the nootropics, but something is not right. And then as soon as I started pumping the honey, pumping the milk, just even like white rice, just my mental performance, or at least I could go out Hopefully in the morning. Hopefully it's not sprayed with folic acid. Which? Uh, the white rice. I, you know, it's like organic. It's uh, no, I, uh, it's organic. I think it's just rice here. It's it's too expensive or, already to, to add extra things in the organic food. So it, food is not as bad as in the USA, you know, the okay. here. Luckily. Uh, I mean, organic food, if you can, if you realize the, the importance of investing in it, it's not that bad. But yeah, but so this, this model really filled in a lot of gaps. And I believe, I believe, bro, most people are doing a big disservice to themselves long term, to their metabolism by doing the fasting and the key, even cutting. Uh, I believe when you're cutting, when you cut calories or or let's say carbohydrates, what you're doing is you're sending a signal to the body that there's less food coming in, obviously. So using the thyroid, it down-regulates the metabolism. And this is where people then, when they go back on their previous diet, they gain a few extra LBs because they think they can eat the same as before. But they, the maybe the body will upregulate the metabolism eventually, but it, it's a very slow process, just like it's a very slow process to downregulate it. It could take months. And I was looking over my, my blood work yesterday and today, and it was when I was on the keto, bro, my thyroid my TSH, you know, my um, thyroid stimulating hormone, it kept creeping up. It was still under three in the last test I checked, but it was it was creeping up there. And then my cholesterol was creeping up. And actually, one of the surest things your cholesterol value will tell you if it's high is probably that your thyroid is not working very well. It's not really so much your heart disease we know all that's bs but there right. is value in the in the blood work there's a lot is enough functional medicine experience so there creeping up what was the number so the highest i saw today and yesterday was like two, 281 but i believe at one point my my cholesterol was 300 but i was you know bullet two bulletproof coffees this kind of thing all day long yeah. well not all day long but you know meat and meat and fat so it, it was, I think I had, I saw, I remember one was 300, but yeah, 281 is very close to 300 and low, uh, lowering thyroid <clears throat> indicators of lowering thyroid function and a higher cholesterol. That definitely is indicative of depressed metabolism. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was watching this Paul Saladino video the other day and he said that he doesn't recommend anyone go any lower than a hundred carbs a day, hundred grams of carbs a day. And so, I mean, that's kind of how I've been eating for a long time. Like I, I mean, yeah, I, eat fruit, but I don't eat like a crazy amount of fruit. So I probably, 
I mean, I only eat like 50 to 80 grams of carbs a day. And you exercise. And I exercise a lot. And you know where, you know, you know, and you use your mind for work. You use your brain a lot. Uh huh. I know. Cause you're super, you're right now, you're using a lot of calories because you're fucking, you're lucid. You know, you're, you're here. You're not like, and then you're not speaking like uh, end stage vegan or anything like that, you know? Right. Or Biden. No offense. Or Biden. He, <laughs> I think Biden. The, he, I think Biden didn't get the memo that um, vegetable and seed oils are not good. I think he's dude. like dunking his donuts in them or something, dude. There's yeah, there's this uh, conspiracy or uh, I, someone. So I I never verified this, but someone was saying that uh, that Biden's granddaughter came out and said that is not my grandfather. My grandfather died four years ago. Like that is my uncle or not not uncle but like his brother kind of thing and i was I would, just like Whoa. i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> who knows what to believe with any of that i mean like i, I think the, know. the conspiracy community is 90% bullshit now i don't believe anything coming out of the conspiracy community and also they just talk about the flavor of the week they're almost as bad as the mainstream media now every single conspiracy podcast like when the the titanic submarine went down they were they were talking about that bullshit i mean Every single conspiracy podcast, and I hate to say it, and I love Sam to death. Tinfoil hat is I'm, I'm ride or die with tinfoil hat. I yeah. take a bullet for Sam Tripoli, but they were they were fucking talking about the Titanic thing too, <laughs> the submersible. And I was just like, bro, come on, like we're no better than the mainstream media if we're gonna fall into these traps. Yeah, man, that's why I, I keep going back to Charlie and macroaggressions. He's he's doing real a great job. I think that's when I first, that's the first place I heard you on was macroaggressions. I was like, who the fuck is Christian Jordanov? <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah. And that, that's how I found you. But listen, I, I haven't, I haven't asked either Sam or, or Charlie, but I have an idea for a topic on their shows that I think people will find very interesting, bro. Blockbuster shit, bro. Are you going to divulge or? I'll tell you after. I just don't want to kind of. I don't want okay. to spoil this. Yeah, you don't part. want to spoil this. It's, I'm still in the in the research phase. It's quite a lot of, quite a uh, lot of research to read and dig through, and sift through the the what's the most relevant. Because some of it I don't understand. Obviously, I'm not a I'm not a biochemist or a doctor, so I have to find the the relevant stuff. But there's a lot of, and it's not even being hidden so much. You just know, the 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 pharma companies they're just really good at marketing what what they want to market it. Because they're lining the pockets of the networks, all, all the counter arguments for whatever whatever we're talking about will never make it on the air. You know what I mean? It's very well suppressed. Even though they're not necessarily actively suppressing information, it's all there. You can find it on PubMed or uh, wh wherever you 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 know you download your research papers. But there's a lot of stuff over the last several decades that indicates they knew a long time about the dangers of very commonly used I don't even want to call them medications you know treatments vaccines oh no no not vaccines oh. no, we, that's the that's the golden goose or what, what, what what's the that's the golden child we, we, no it's not vaccines mm, okay I'll tell you after tell you after yeah I mean I don't know sometimes like with uh, the vaccine conversation, like when, when mm -hmm. I, I think it was when you were on tinfoil hat 
you're kind of like, look, I, I in my book, I, I don't talk about vaccines that much. I'm like, come on, Christian, go for the motherfucking throat, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes they're just like, dude, go all the way. So you're like, fuck vaccines. No one should ever take a vaccine. Every single vaccine that's ever been made is bullshit. <laughs> and then some people, like, they call me on it. Like they're like, saying oh, well, you wouldn't get uh, vitamin C, IV, because that would be technically a vaccine. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, no, it wouldn't be. I'm like, it doesn't have all the adjuvants and, like, all of this other shit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, on that one, I was just like, come on, go for the throat. Just say vaccines are bad always and then Bro, like, move on with the rest of the stuff. Can I make an observation? Sorry? Can I make Can I make an observation? Yeah. I um I, I I I please don't take this the wrong way. But you definitely I don't know is it because it was you and John on the on the last time, but you definitely were more serene that last I don't know, were you tired that day? Were you are you more amped up today? But if you want my if you want my practitioner's opinion, I think if we were to test your cortisol at that time and compared to what your cortisol is today, your baseline cortisol may be elevated due to your lower intake of carbohydrates. Well, I'm always a pretty animated guy. Like, like okay. I've, uh, I mean, if you listen to any of my podcast episodes, or um, like I'm also a very social guy. Like I love yeah. going out in huge group settings, and like I'll even test jokes like a comedian would. Like I'll. Uh, I'll, uh, you know, just throw things out there that I'm like, oh, this will kill. And then I'll throw it out there and it'll totally bomb. So I've always kind of been that guy, like, anyway, okay. but uh, I mean, maybe so. I mean, you can no, definitely maybe be I'm, right. And maybe I'm just. You totally are right. I mean, I woke up at 530 this morning. I went to bed at 1030. So like only got maybe seven hours. And then, you know instantly wake up and i know that you shouldn't drink caffeine in the first two hours of waking but i do anyway because i'm going straight to the well, gym bro. i'm about to lift like yesterday i was doing 365 deadlifts at 6 a.m no food yeah i train fasted bro i know wait i need to get some air i'm gonna have a fucking i don't know a stroke or some shit <laughs> hold on I need some like training fasted. I feel like if I have food in me, it just like slows me down and I get more winded. So I do prefer to train fasted like early in the morning, knock that out of the way and then eat like a big breakfast. And then what time are you eating breakfast? I eat breakfast at like 9 a.m., a pound of ground beef, um, some raw cheese, and then, like today, I had two oranges, but usually it's like an orange and some blackberries or some blueberries and some strawberries. I eat a lot of berries um, because James D. Nicolantonio, he talks a lot about how berries are the most nutritious fruit if they're organic. So I get yeah. organic berries and I eat a lot of those. But then I also love oranges. So I just started working oh, yeah, oranges I'm back saying. in. There's an orange organic orange shortage here and I, i'm really stuck bro i even bought i even bought um organic um just regular juice and it, for whatever reason even a small cup of that just i feel i feel like it just jolts my insulin up and then some reactive hypoglycemia whereas i can down triple the amount in freshly pressed orange juice no problem 
wow. no issues with the blood sugar. I don't know. However, it's processed. Maybe it's just less processed in that form. But um, yeah, I'm really missing the oranges, man. Yeah, Paul Saladino talks about like the the best fruit juices that you can have are watermelon, orange, mango, <laughs> and uh, coconut. He's like those those four juices. He's like those are the absolute best. So I I was drinking a lot of coconut water, but now it like doesn't fit into the diet plan. The 1900 calories. <laughs> Bro, well, how old is this guy that 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 major program? Uh, you can look him up on Instagram. He's he's huge on Instagram. His name's Tanner I'm gonna, Shuck. I'm yeah. gonna send him some very strongly worded messages. <laughs> well, he's he's like one of those guys that's like a former CrossFit guy. He's like torn every ligament in his body, and he's just like kind of the mindset of, "Hey, man, like you just gotta fucking every week. You should be improving." I, How he, old is he's he? a pleasure to work with. I'll be totally honest with you. He's very receptive and he likes to tailor my program to my needs. So, and I mean, how old, I, it's, how old it's is an absolute he? pleasure to work with him. I'm sure I'm sure he's awesome, but how old is he? He's uh I want to say he's like 36, 37 and he's he's Okay. 210 pounds, 8% body fat. Like he's just a unit yeah, of a human being. He sounds like a you know, like a crazy genetic specimen, maybe like Greenfield or something, because like, that's the problem though. Like not, I'm not saying you are, you clearly are very gifted genetically, but what really irks me, bro, is I got one client, you know, she's in her forties and, uh, uh, her, um, her trainer put her on a powerlifting program and he's a, a you know, he was a powerlifter and, uh, like a, champion or whatever else and he's got this woman in her 40s doing this crazy program like jesus christ man like i want to like come out and and like you know can we get this guy on a zoom call i want to give him a digital slap to Mm. give a powerlifting program that because i i saw her program i told her listen if i do your program this week you probably have to find me in the hospital you know (laughs) obviously tongue in cheek but my my point there is uh, when you were create like for example like when you're super motivated or whatever type a you you kind of you may expect other people to be like that or if you're super strong or, or whatever you, you can do running if, when you're a hammer everybody kind of is a nail so maybe in your case he he, he maybe that's the kind of clients he attracts you know but i feel like more is not necessarily better at least, again, maybe because I'm just I'm just getting older, bro. Maybe just because my my client demographic is kind of more that kind of side of the the spectrum. But I feel like we can achieve just as much. You know how they say um, I forgot who it was with exercise or stimulating strength. You, you need the minimal effective dose. After that, it's it's unnecessary damage that will probably prevent you from from the next workout being uh, efficient for strength. You you can easily do less than you know eight six or eight sets a week and and develop strength at least when we, Mike Menser. unless you're super advanced or was it Menser? Are you are you familiar with okay. Mike Menser? Uh, long time ago, I was reading bodybuilding books when I was yeah, like uh, 15, 16 years old. An eighties bodybuilder, and he was <clears throat> he was yeah, famous yeah. for like the one the set mustache. failure. 
And you, he, he would recommend training every four days. So you would hit chest and you wouldn't hit it again for two weeks. And he yeah. would talk about all of these principles of uh, like, yeah, you, you need way more recovery than you actually realize. So uh, before I was uh, training with Tanner, I was doing like the Mike Menser protocol and I was getting stronger mm-hmm. every week. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it straight up works, but uh, I just wanted to, to take this approach. Tanner's in fantastic shape. And so I just wanted to take the opportunity to work with him. And like so far, I mean, I've had amazing results. I'm getting stronger every week. I'm eating in a calorie deficit. I'm losing weight and I'm gaining strength. So nice. I know that I'm losing, losing fat and gaining muscle. So, I mean, what he's doing is definitely working. You know, I don't want to dissuade anyone from working with him, but, uh, sure, sure. but I mean, there, yeah, it, it's a pretty intense program for sure. I guess I just, since I did my fight, I did a Thai boxing fight, uh, seven years ago when I was 30. After that, I, I, I just pussied, uh, pussied out of, of all this intense stuff. And now I guess I'm, I, I'm a dad now. I'm, I got the, not that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a dad ball or anything, but I guess I'm just looking for less stress because <laughs> I had right. a, I had a back injury putting my kid in the, in the car last year, maybe 18 months ago. And I only got, I only, <laughs> that's like the quintessential dad, like injury. <laughs> Yeah, dude, but it's the the thing with ligaments. It takes easily a year to a year and a half to to heal. So during that time, I I, I couldn't do much. So now I'm I'm kind of doing more, but I'm thinking, how can I be? How can I be as efficient as possible? If you know what I mean, just yeah. create the stimulus and then get out of the way. Let the body do the healing. I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably in in a while when I'm back to kind of closer to my uh, fitness levels when I was um, thirty. <laughs> maybe i'm gonna have some other ambitions but um yeah we'll see yeah i uh maybe we can close on this one of my favorite biomarkers of you know if you have like optimal health and virility and stuff is just waking up with a boner exactly so, as and I, every morning i wake up with a boner and i'm ready to fucking crush the world <laughs> so i i think I, I think i'm doing pretty well right now but yeah. i do recognize like the leaner that i get because like my goal is like 175 so um 194 right now once i hit one 175 i definitely think like the testosterone is going to be taking a huge hit but for right now i mean i feel fantastic and unless you get the cheat codes Unless you get the cheat codes from the your cheat boy, codes, my man, I gotta get them from you. All right, before before we get to the cheat codes, let's just uh, send off the folks with where they can find you on the internet and connect with you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Really, I, I had a podcast called Conspiratorial Conspiring. I I was doing that for a while. I got to get back off the ground. Really, like Christian was talking about earlier, I just started it so I could talk to cool people. I just. I wanted to talk to Alex Akiris. I wanted to talk to Charlie Robinson. I wanted to talk to Crow Triple Seven. All these people in the conspiracy space that are huge. Like I wanted to just call them and have a two-hour conversation. But that's like no, they're they're too busy for that. But if I could be like, hey, you know, promote your book on my show, then they're like down for that all of a sudden. So um, that's why I started the podcast. It's called Conspiratorial Conspiring. If, if you want to check that out, some of the older episodes. I wanna I wanna get it back off the ground. But uh, 
in the other capacities, just go to livefree.academy. It's not .com, it's .academy, livefree.academy. Look at our events page, see what we've got going on. We've got a health summit, which Christian will be speaking at. We're really excited about all of that kind of stuff. And we, we've got different kind of things going on all the time. Right now, we have a Bitcoin for uh, basics, Bitcoin basics for beginners and boomers. <laughs> if you need any help getting started nice. on Bitcoin, stuff like that, we, we can definitely help you out with that. But yeah, the, the main thing coming up in the next couple of months is going to be that health summit. So we're really excited for that. Go to livefree.academy. Ryan, thank you so much, bro, for your time. Absolutely, man. Pleasure as always.